0: on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John John baptized with water, but in a few days will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive somebody say power. Power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And this is the verse I want us to look at. And after he said this he was taken up before the very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight father god thank you so much for being here in our presence thank you for allowing us to be in this moment We don't want to miss the move of God that's going to happen tonight. We don't want to miss what you're trying to show us in this move. So, God, let us forget about what's going on in our minds right now. Whatever we brought inside of here, let us put the mute button on it and open up our ears to what thus saith the Lord. And we'll give your name the honor, the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. So we're gonna get real. Y'all ever heard of Church of God in Christ? Y'all know what that is? It's a denomination, but we call it Kojic. It's where me and Anton are from. (laughs) So here's what I need y'all to do. And I want us to create a culture of this. If I say something that sound good to you, or that you like, oh, do it. (laughs) I want y'all to talk to me. Ain't nothing that makes me—nah, I can't really say that. It don't make me sad, because I still preach regardless of who talking. Um, I like response. We ain't going to hold a conversation, but like, like, if I say amen, somebody say what? If I say hallelujah, what you say? If I say come on somebody, what you say? Oh my gosh, so y'all been knowing how to do this the whole time, and y'all been holding online. They do me dirty. They knew all the church rules and have not done it. I must can't preach. (laughs) That's what I'm summing up as. My preaching is not as good as everybody else. I understand. I'm learning. So help me preach today. Is that okay? Thank you. And I want y'all to act like this from now on. Online, I want you to act up in the chat. Be like, hallelujah, glory. Put all the praise hands you can put in the chat. I want to feel you from online. Oh, 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 today you want to act up. Boy, you ain't worth, you ain't worth, brother. Me and Antoine have a love-hate relationship. He tells me I'm too churchy when I be trying to. Um, y'all know when I get excited and I start saying "Hallelujah, give him glory, give him 30 seconds." That's what I grew up with, y'all. I'm black. That's what we do, okay? Celebrate the culture. <laughs> no. So listen, we I, like, isn't it fun though that we can sit here and laugh and talk and be like, "Oh my gosh, that was funny, Pastor Link." It's not like, ooh, nobody make no noise. <laughs> No, if it's good to you, I want you to say something. This ain't a lecture. This is adding bread to your body. This is, this is the living, breathing Word of God that we're about to listen to. So like, we got to get excited about the living, breathing Word of God. We get excited about our favorite teams. We get excited about our favorite whatever, but when it comes to the Word of God, we should be like, oh, t- tell me something good. Tell me something good. So speaking of good, so here's our first test. I want you to say to your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. the good, good in goodbye. <laughs> There's good. <laughs> look at y'all. Look at, They knew the rules the whole time. <laughs> the good in goodbye. <laughs> That's why I know what's about to happen. The good in Goodbye. I want to I want to bring our attention to some um to some parts of the text that uh I'm always going to try to get us to look at the scripture in a different point of view because it it makes us it puts us in the shoes of whoever's talking in the scripture or somebody who may be a bystander in the scripture there's nothing i love more than being able to dissect and look at like other people's point of view like what did it feel like to be thomas in the room what did it feel like to be peter in the room not just jesus with jesus we see how jesus felt in the room we see what jesus said what jesus did but it's awesome to think about like i wonder what it was like to be in the same room while this miracle was happening while this was happening so that's where i want to take I want to uh, percolate your thoughts tonight. So if you would, I want you to take some notes um, and and write the top of those notes, the good and goodbye. So goodbye is often one of the hardest things or one of the best things we have ever experienced in our life. How many of y'all remember your, your first goodbye? You was straight up like Beyonce, pack your bags to the left, to the left. Remember your first Beyonce breakup? You was hype. Yeah, you was like, "Ooh, I can't wait to sing this Beyonce song. He not ready. And he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. But what I love, What I love about, like, those moments, the reason why you feel that way is because you are allowing all of the frustration that you had inside of that relationship, you're allowing all of the hurt to just come out in celebration, like, thank God we are done, because you was toxic, you was this, you was that, whether it was a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend, whatever it was, you was like, goodbye, thank you, see you later, it's been real, and those are some of our more celebratory moments where we're so excited, but there are also goodbyes that hurt that are still good. There are goodbyes that hurt and they throw you into obscurity and you're wondering, God, what is happening? You took this away from me. And where you see the bad in goodbye, God sees the good in goodbye. So tonight I want to talk about that. And I want to bring us a little bit, I want to put us in context. So, in Acts chapter 1, the, the part where we're reading from, verse 4, this is fresh off of Jesus uh, being raised from the dead, raising himself from the dead. So Jesus has just uh, been risen. Now, if you rewind back a little bit further, the crazy thing about this entire story is that there was a time, the first goodbye that they had with Jesus was his death. The first goodbye that the disciples experienced with Jesus What's his death? And they watched the Jesus that they had seen heal lepers, heal lame men, heal blind people be beaten like a criminal. So imagine your mind state where you've seen somebody who, uh, imagine those, that patriarchal person in your family, you've seen them at their strongest and it's so weird to see them in their weakest moments. It's weird to see that grandmother, that mother, that father in their weakest moments because you've seen them be a superhero all their life and it's foreign to you when they become so weak and so frail and that's what we're seeing with the disciples and Jesus. They saw Jesus, the superhero among superheroes, be beaten like a common thief. And they beat him and they beat him and they beat him and they beat him and this is the part we always skip over, oh yeah, they beat him. No, y'all, they beat, beat Jesus. They beat, beat Jesus. Not just a regular whooping. They gave him a beating. And because of that, while you're in the middle of this, you're, you're experiencing watching the son of man be beaten like the son of humans, <laughs> like the son of criminals. And it's, it's messing with their entire, um, I can imagine it's messing with their entire like focus, like, wait a minute. How could they do this to our God? How could they do this to our Savior? What is going on? Like, should we jump in? Should we not jump in? And we already saw that Peter wasn't jumping in because further back when they first grabbed Jesus, Peter was like, I don't know him like that. I don't know him like that. And what happens is they're watching the one who told them that they would be established in the kingdom being beaten to a pulp, being beaten to a point beyond recognition. And I can imagine that they're thinking, what's gonna happen to me what's gonna happen to me you know how you watch stuff from like the outside and then like oh i wonder what's gonna happen to me <laughs> i wonder i wonder how this is gonna oh am i gonna get fired like everybody else is getting fired am i gonna am i gonna get get sick just like everybody else is getting sick am i gonna get this am i gonna get that and in that moment it's hard to see the good and goodbye <laughs> Because this is a farewell on one plane. This is a farewell on, on the physical, on, in, the, in, the, in the physical realm, in the natural realm. This is a goodbye to the, the Jesus that we know as the healer, but he's about to turn to the Jesus that will heal not only the leopard, the blind man. He's about to be the Jesus that heals the entire world because we can have access to him. That's, this, is, this is really a cocoon moment. It just looked different. This is a cocoon moment. He's being formed into his next form, and, and we think that a cocoon should look one way, but it might look different in a different way. It might be a beating, it might be this, it might be. We, we often, we often never see what actual good development looks like because we expect it to look like something else. <laughs> We want our development, we want our growth to look like this, like so-and-so's growth, like so-and-so's development, like my sisters, like my mom's, we wanna see, we wanna be incubated just like our former people, the people before us, but it might look different when it come to you. It might hurt more when it come to you. It might sting more. It might feel like 30 lashes, and 40 lashes, and the lashes keep building, and flesh is flying off your back just like Jesus and to the point where you'll be beaten and people don't even recognize you because you've been going through this cocoon stage. <laughs> you've been going through this cocoon stage. People are like, who is that? Is that, is that Pastor Lincoln? He looked jacked up. <laughs> Pastor Lincoln ain't did his hair, ain't did his muscle. You look jacked up. No, I'm just going through a cocoon stage because life is rough right now. <laughs> Life is rough, I, and I look different in, in rough life situations. I look like I'm struggling in some situations because—and the lie that we create is that I should look good at, any, at every part of season, whether the season is going good or the season is going bad. I should look good. I should fix my eyebrows and do all these things, when the reality is you are covering up something that God is probably trying to reveal. We put makeup on stuff when Jesus is trying to get to our heart. He ain't studying how we look. He ain't stunting that you didn't do your hair. He, didn't stun, he ain't stunting that you didn't brush your teeth and sitting in the dark wondering when you're going to get out of this funk. He wants you right where you are. He wants you right where you are. But because we don't see the good in the goodbye, because we don't see the good in this growth, we often say, pass me up. <laughs> not pass me not. We say, pass me up, God. I don't want, I don't want that, because if it takes that, I don't know if I really, really, really want it. Because we ask for certain things that we see other people doing, but we don't ask what all come <laughs> with what they're doing. We well, don't ask about what comes with all that, though. I ask for details. I'd be like, so what all do I get with that? Why is this $300? What all do it do? Do it book reservations? Do it plug into the wall? What all do it do? Whenever I buy something, I'll be like, what does it do? And what is the benefit of me paying this amount of money? And I've, I feel like we should ask God that sometimes. We're like, all right, I want to be blessed. But what all do it take to be blessed, blessed? Because if it take more than I'm thinking, you might have to catch me on the next season. I'm going to stay in this one. I'm going to be faithful in this one, but wheel back around to me next time, God. I might be spiritually prepared. <laughs> I might be spiritually prepared next time. And I'm just making candid conversation about this topic because this topic is going to be one that we're going to dive into and we're gonna, it's going to feel weird, but it's going to be good for us. I want us to start saying goodbye to some stuff. <laughs> some of us are... Emotional and spiritual hoarders. <laughs> we hoard so much emotion from certain situations. We hoard so much, um, well, I call it malice, and we ain't forgiving nobody. So <laughs> we, we kind of just like, ooh, I can't wait till I see so and so. That's a grudge. What are what you on there for? And so and so has completely forgot what they said offensive to you. But you're like, ooh, I can't wait till I see you next time. Y'all know how y'all is? I know how I am. I get real ratchet. (laughs) I got any ratchet saints in the building? (laughs) No. So, all right, online. Y'all know how ratchet you can be because all these people is bougie. So I'm going to talk to (laughs) y'all. since they all bougie and they don't know they don't know what it feel like to be ratchet and to pop off on somebody when they say something smart to you especially that one comment that one sly comment that somebody tried to say to you sneakily but you couldn't outburst because you was at work in front of your manager i'm talking about that type of cut that type of one y'all like <laughs> this is not a sermon to put you on edge i'll calm down <laughs> i don't want y'all going to work be like pastor lincoln told me to cut you in the spirit." <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Y'all is not hearing the right thing. But we are hoarders of emotion because we, we want to kind of pop off on people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's our carnal nature. We want to pop off on people sometimes because we can't say goodbye to what they said to us two weeks, three weeks ago. So we hoard it because we like, no, if I say goodbye to that, if I let that go, I'm not going to be able to get them back for what they said about me. Well, you're going to be holding on to stuff that God is trying to put in your hand, but your hands are so closed, you can't even receive anything. Is that, is that getting to y'all? It's often that we come to Jesus like this, and he's like, are you going to open up so I can give you something? But you're like, God, I got to get so-and-so next week because she said something crooked about me. Well, how about you come back when you get over that? <laughs> I, I can literally hear God say it sometimes to me, get over it. And I'll be like, no. <laughs> Y'all don't talk to God like that? I definitely talk to the Lord like that. We have real conversations. Like, Lord, I don't, I don't know. Like, I low key want to say something next week. Like, I wrote it out, <laughs> I, put it, <laughs> I put it in my notes. I said, Lord, I wrote it down so I can say it fully and correctly. <laughs> But that's not who, that's not, hear me when I say this, God is not petty, we are. (laughs) Thank you. God is not petty, we are. So we cannot expect God to act and step into our petty things. Does that make sense? He's not petty, we are petty. And we're saying, God, help me out on this petty thing that I'm going to do next week. And he's like, no. (laughs) I'm not helping you do that but because we don't honor because we don't honor the good and goodbye because we can't let it go we find ourselves holding on we find ourselves being worse than how we started amen so Jesus said goodbye when he said it is finished it is finished and he died and that moment I can just feel the wind come out of it. like you still hope you still holding on you know how you still hold on to like you know for a shadow of a doubt that this thing is over you know how you waiting on like that job offer you like man they ain't called me back in two weeks but maybe it's gonna happen I'm just gonna hold on for a little bit more I can imagine that's what happened to the disciples they were holding on to say that he's, he's going to get off the cross he's going to do it i seen him beat i seen him spit on i saw him carry his own cross all the way up calvary hill. i saw them do things to jesus that i've never seen them do to any other man and he's still alive so that must mean he's going to come off the cross and establish his kingdom and that last breath that they watch on calvary's hill as the last human breath leaves jesus i can imagine their breath of confidence left with him. Can imagine the absence of hope was so loud in their ears. Can imagine that, that murky feeling in their stomach, like I thought this was it. I thought he was the one, oh, she was the one. I thought I was gonna get that job. I prayed, I fasted, I prayed, I fasted, I fasted some more, I did this, I did that. I did everything that I thought was humanly possible to put myself in the best position to receive and to get this, but I just watched my last hope breathe this last breath. And it doesn't feel like there's good in that goodbye. remember last week we talked about closure, when they closed that casket. It's one of the most hurting things to watch because that's, the, that's it. And I can imagine that was just like the final chapter for them. Well, Jesus is not who he said he was. Because right after that, what happened? They went, the Bible says that they they were hiding. (laughs) The disciples were hiding because they were afraid that the Jewish leaders, them Jewish leaders that were talking all the trash on Jesus, now they can talk loud because physical Jesus is dead. They watched him they watched the soldiers pull his mangled body down from a cross wrapped him up and put him in a tomb and rolled the stone and say that's it for y'all and you know how people get when they when they feel like they've won they be like oh yeah 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 yeah." Their good and goodbye was that he was dead <laughs> and i wonder how many of us have had people whose good and their goodbye has been our demise and we didn't know how to take it our demise was so good to them we was like that we you know when you had your lowest moment when you were in your lowest season and you were you were just trying to find God and you're just like oh my gosh nobody's trying to help me and you know the people who just happen to talk they just are who they are and just talking trash through that and the third and and it's even worse when the enemy helps them talk because <laughs> I don't want us to think that people are terrorizing us it's a spirit using them people to terrorize us so the devil cat is capitalizing on this moment he's telling the jewish the jewish leaders yeah 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 he's probably whispering like yeah go find all them because jesus is dead ding dong ding dong jesus is dead he wasn't dead just for one day he was dead for three days (laughs) so you got three days of trash talking is that not something to think about like that's three days of boasting like, oh yeah, we killed Jesus. The one y'all call son of man, we kill him. He dead. He's gone and he ain't coming back. Matter of fact, let's go find them disciples. They probably hiding somewhere. We gonna find you disciples. Y'all thought y'all was talking all that junk when Jesus was out here healing the lame and healing lepers. I got something for you when I find you. I can imagine. So imagine that being all you heard for three days. As a follower of Jesus, imagine if people were coming at us talking about, yeah, Christianity ain't real, this and the third. We'd be hiding just like the disciples. And so they were hiding and they were in isolation. They were in isolation. I want to break down seclusion versus isolation. Write that down seclusion versus isolation. The burial of Jesus, can I go deeper on this? The burial of Jesus, if you see it this way, I want you to see it this way. The burial of Jesus was meant to isolate him. Isolation, what's isolation? Isolation is usually done out of fear. When we isolate ourselves, we are doing because we're fear of somebody going to hurt us or fear of something's going to happen. We just had a whole year of isolation. So we come in fresh off of isolation. Well, we were by ourselves because it was out of fear of a virus. But some of us have been, before COVID got here, we would put ourselves in isolation because of fear of people, fear of love, fear of this, that, and the third. We were afraid of things, so we put ourselves in isolation because we thought that isolation would be the best thing for us. I just don't need to be about nobody. I don't want to be around nobody. I just want to be by myself. I just want to be alone by myself to my own thoughts, which is such a twisted way for you to get caught up in so many things that are not healthy. So when you're in isolation, you by yourself, literally by yourself, physically and mentally, there's no one there to comfort you. And what better person to come talk to you than the devil (laughs) in isolation? He tried to isolate. If you remember, uh, the devil in the wilderness, when he was saying, If you be the Son of Man, this that, and the third. That was an attempt at isolation. That was an attempt at isolation because Jesus was by himself, physically, in a destination, the desert, where there was no water, there was no this, that, and the third. And he was trying to isolate Jesus and trying to get him to, to, to think negatively, to, to poison his thoughts. And that's often what the enemy does to us when we get isolated. We think that n- not being around people is good for us when it actually may be detrimental to us. The Bible says that it's not good for man to be alone. So why would we be alone? <laughs> if the Word of God says it's not good for us, why would we do the opposite? Because we know ourselves way better than anybody else does, which is not reality. It is, it is the thought that has come during isolation that we only know us better than anybody else. Isolation makes us think. But how does it make you think? How does isolation make you think? Does isolation make you think positive thoughts? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I'm just, I just don't want to be around nobody. So you, during isolation, you don't want to be around anybody, meaning you could care less if anybody came and talked to you, if anybody came and saw you, if anybody called you to make sure you was alive. You don't care. Isolation. Isolation is what the enemy uses against us, because when Jesus died, his burial was meant to be his isolation. But I believe that Jesus's burial was not isolation, it was seclusion. Seclusion. Seclusion is a command. (laughs) Seclusion is what Jesus asked them to do in Acts. He said to them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He told them not to leave. He told them to stay in seclusion. They was already hiding. They was already hidden. They, but they were hidden in isolation, not in seclusion. Y'all with me? Seclusion is way different. Than isolation. Seclusion means you are there. You are, you are alone, but you are there for a purpose. Seclusion is fasting and praying. That's seclusion. That's not isolation. Seclusion is a command from God. Seclusion makes you stop doing something in order to hear from something. <laughs> so when I stop, when we're fasting and praying, and um, when I stop eating, that's me stopping something so that I can hear from something. Does that make sense? Seclusion. I'm, I'm turning down my plate so I can hear what the Lord is saying to me, or I'm, or I'm stopping. I'm not looking at social media so I can hear what God is saying. I'm stopping something that may be distracting me in one area. I'm stopping doing it. I'm secluding myself from it so that I can hear from God. That's seclusion. So how can Jesus' death be good how can it be seclusion? His body was in the tomb. He was not. (laughs) Y'all catch that? His body was in the tomb. He was not. Jesus was working. (laughs) While everybody else was worrying, Jesus was working. While the disciples were hiding, saying, oh my gosh, we're going to die. We're going to die. They're going to find us. Jesus wasn't who he was. I don't believe anything else. We all just need to go somewhere and hide. Jesus like, I'll see y'all in three days. (laughs) Because Jesus understood something that we sometimes still don't understand. Jesus was sent here to live as a human and die so that he could become the Savior that we know him as now. Sometimes we forget that he came for all men and women. We think he only came for Christians. We think he only came for people who knew him. No, he came for everyone, every race, every generational, uh, every, every generation, every background, every uh, social background, all that stuff. He came for all of that. And once you understand that that's what he died for, you can understand why we are living for him. You understand the purpose of who we are as Christians. We are Christ-like. We are fulfilling the mission. We are continuing, sorry, we are continuing the mission of Jesus Christ. He said to them, I, you will be endued with power once I ascend. So he died, and the goodness in that goodbye was that he was preparing to beat death, hell, and the grave. He was preparing to rise again. So even though he died, it was still good. Even though he left, even though he left them in obscurity, which he often does to us, <laughs> he, God will leave you, Jesus will leave you in the obscurity. You'd be like, Lord, where are you at? And he'll do this. You're like, Lord. He'd be like, do you hear me? No, I need you to say you hear me. Because that's how God operates. If he was silent in the tomb, in seclusion, what makes make you think he not gonna be silent in your tomb? If he was quiet in his own tomb, working, what makes you think he's not gonna be quiet in yours, working? So once you understand the nature of the Jesus that we see, you can see that there is good and goodbye. He died so that we can what? Live. So wasn't that good that he died? It may not have been good while we were in it, while they were in it, while they were experiencing it, while they were smelling the death, but it was good in the long run. So that was the first good and goodbye. Can I tell you the other good and goodbye? The second good, well, the second goodbye was his ascension into heaven, his ascension. I wanna talk about the death and the ascension. The death was him leaving the natural to go into the spiritual. He was leaving the natural to go into the spiritual. And what happens with that is Jesus understood the difference. His physical being could not accomplish the last step of the fulfillment of what he was sent here to do. By him staying in the, in the physical, it would not have, there would never be a tearing of the veil. There would never be a, 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 a bringing about that we could receive Jesus, we could receive save, uh, salvation if he did not die. So that was the first goodbye. The second goodbye was the ascension. Because in the scriptures, when Jesus rose from the grave and people were running down to the tomb saying his body is gone, this, that, and the third, Jesus had appeared to his disciples who were hiding in isolation. And he told them while in isolation, I need y'all to wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Don't leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. And then what happens then? He ascends into the cloud where nobody can see him. Jesus, you just rose, and I'm happy about it. Why don't you stay a while? He was never meant to stay. (laughs) He he did his part, and his second goodbye was scarier than the first one, low-key, because now it was all on them continue the work in the earth, continue to do what I did here, you will receive power. You'll be able to do all the miracles that I have done when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Now it's your turn. And that's a big responsibility to be like, you want me to scatter to the utmost areas of the earth? You want me to go to Samaria and Judea and preach about you? You're not going to be here? No, 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 no. This is on you. And how many times have we ran away from the responsibility that God has given us because we was like, wait a minute. He's, he's goodbye to us. He's like, all right, I'm going to bless you. Do it. And you'll be like, Yo, where are you going? <laughs> it's like, that's scary because there's responsibility. There's responsibility. I, I have not had a child yet, but any mothers, any mothers in here, any mothers in here? Yeah. When the nurses leave, you fresh off a of given birth, and the nurses leave, you're not hyped because the nurses left. Like, hey, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. You got a binky or something for the baby? I'm like, that's your baby. <laughs> Can, y'all help? Can I stay a little bit longer? Because <laughs> they're trying to boot you out <laughs> after you had a baby. I'm telling y'all, I'm just giving it a regular term because the reality is that's how God treats us. He impregnates us with power. He he gives us promise. He puts promise inside of us. He puts gifts inside of us. And then when they're released, he says, okay, you got it. (laughs) You got it. And you'd be like, no. (laughs) What do I do with this, God? Multiply it. (laughs) Multiply it. Do something with it do something with it. It was never meant to stay in your hands. It was never meant to stay in your back pocket. Everything that God has put inside of you, every gift that God has put inside of you, he wants you to multiply it and use it for his glory, to bring more people to him, to hear the truth and to see and know the truth. But we are so scared because it's responsibility. We say, a nurse, come back. And he's saying, no, if I come back, then you only know me n- catering to. You'll never know how to take care of this thing on your own. You'll never know how to take care of this gift on your own. You'll never know how to nurture this gift on your own. You'll never know how to rock it to sleep, how to push it to, to, to do tr- all the stuff you got to do. You'll never know. You see me struggling? You'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know because you're so cool with being in the safe zone, in the safe zone. And you won't know the good in goodbye if you never let go. You'll never know the good in goodbye. You'll never know the relief of goodbye until you let go. Somebody say goodbye. Goodbye Goodbye is one of those final words. Goodbye. (laughs) It can be a lippy goodbye, goodbye. Or it can be a heartfelt goodbye are we doing in this season? What are we holding on to that we need to say goodbye to? And anything that God is asking you to say goodbye to usually ain't something that you want to give up. Oh, I know I'm preaching. (laughs) It's usually never something that's easy to be like, oh yeah, here you go. It's always something that you ain't willing to let go, that you've attached yourself to saying, no, 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 this is, this is like, this is my thing. Like, this is mine, God. God, I'm holding on to the fact that I don't like church people. I, I'm holding on to the fact that people have wronged me. I'm holding on to all those things because if I don't, if I let those go, then I'll be exposed to what good church people look like. I'll be exposed to like what it's actually like to to do this, to do that, to experience this. But if I hold on, if I hold on to the negative things in my life, I'll never know or smell positive things. I'll never know what a good man is if I don't never look for one. I'll never. I'll never know what a good woman is if I don't never look for one. Because I'm holding on to this joker. (laughs) Don't leave me. There is no good in goodbye if you leave. And I'm not even talking about like significant others. I'm talking about some of that anxiety you're holding on to. I'm talking about some of those preconceived notions you're holding on to. I'm talking about some of those experiences you're not trying to let go. Yeah, they all like that. No, they not. Just the one you met. I can't stand when people be like, all men or all women is like that. No, they not. Just the ones you keep fooling with. That's it. Y'all, (laughs) y'all, don't make me come down your street. It's not that everyone is like that. It's the ones that you keep fooling with. So you need to find out what's wrong with you that keeps attracting that type of thing. You may have to say to what that thing is. Y'all with me? Is this a little deep for (laughs) y'all? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm I'll do that sometime. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm preaching to elderly. <laughs> but if we don't understand the different perspectives of the word, if we don't actually dive into it, and if all I do is say, come on, somebody, give them 30 seconds of praise, and you still leave here holding on to everything you brought in, then what was the point of that 30 seconds of praise? That was just noise. But when it comes to uprooting something, it's going to take a goodbye. It's going to take a goodbye. Goodbye. I'm not here to tell you goodbye is easy. It was death and ascension. Neither one of those things was easy for the disciples. But we get to see their progression through the rest of the Bible of how they survived without Jesus. They survived because they had enough in them to sustain them for what was to come. And some of us don't even have enough in us to sustain what is to come. We don't have enough word inside of us. We don't have enough of God inside of us to prepare us for the next step. A lot of us are taking steps and walking and saying, ooh, God is here, and he is way back there. He's like, I'm waiting on you to let that go. We think we're making progress, but if you're still holding on to something, it's just with you. Let me see that book back. This is how we look. The Lord is trying to heal us. Walk with me. I ain't gonna grab you like I usually do. I just thought about that. I was like, he probably nervous. So this is how. This is how we look. So this is our baggage. This is our baggage we keep carrying around. And while we are trying to walk around, we think we progressing. Walk with me and try to grab me. We walk walking like, yeah, man. And, and God is trying to grab this baggage off of us. But we are like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, this is grinding. I'm grinding right now. I'm grinding. I'm on my grind. I'm making this money. And God is like, you could do it so much better if you had less weight. If you would just let go, you so focused on, I'm grinding, I got my thing. uh-oh, here comes Jesus. No, 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 because they want me to, God want me to get saved and I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give up this. I don't want to give up my hatred for this person. I don't want to give up my anxiety and my fear. I don't want to give it up because it was something that comforted me in one season. My hate was a warm blanket to me in one season. My depression kept me going and helped me get that business. But God is trying to tell you, you are creating toxic Toxic mindsets Toxic practices Because you won't let go Of the baggage He says just take off the bag Matter of fact He says come to me Who are all heavy laden and burdened And I will give you rest You know your back hurt Carrying around all this baggage But you're like oh well It's just a part of the grind No it's not It's not a part of the grind it's foolishness that we think that we have to grind so much to be successful and you this y'all oh my goodness I gotta say this right the grind should not be your your like motivation I'm on my grind I'm on my grind I know a lot of people who are on their grind who are still broke the grind is just what people tell you on social media you need to be working. You need to be getting it together. You need to be focusing, creating good strategy plans. Grinding is just grinding. You're like, oh yeah. And some people who grind they still broke, they still broke, they still broke. <laughs> Damaged. And how many of us will stop grinding and start working? Work, work hard, work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. So you may have to say goodbye to grinding. Oh, not club grinding, like trying to, oh, I'm out here grinding. You might have to say goodbye to that. God's not a grinder, he's a developer. He's not a grinder, he's a developer. He develops you, he puts you in seasons of development where you think you can't hear him, that's how close he is to you. Because if he did speak to you, it would scare you. He's a developer. God's not a grinder. He's a developer. And he's asking us to say goodbye to this baggage. Say goodbye to it. And sometimes we're the ones who put the bags on ourselves. Nobody put it on us. (laughs) I put this bag on all by myself, just like some of us have. And the more we keep putting on bags, the dumber we look. (laughs) Ain't nothing dumber than them people in the airport who got nine million bags trying to make it to their port. <laughs> Speed walking. <laughs> My wife is laughing at me because I make a fool of myself. We look so dumb trying to carry all our baggage into this relationship. <laughs> oh, I'm crazy and you're gonna accept me. <laughs> what? I smoke, I do weed, I do all that stuff. I know you're a Christian, but you're going to accept me. In a dating room? Yeah, I can, I can accept you if I want to. But I might be like, hey, like we just don't match up life-wise. Like Maybe when you stop smoking. Why do you smoke? You stress? I know somebody who can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. But we don't talk to people like that. We judge them. <laughs> Not realizing, we like, dang, she got a lot of baggage. Forgetting, (laughs) you got a bag on too. I feel like I'm doing a bunch of comedy skits that I'm really not trying to do right now. But is it helping y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's helping you understand what I'm saying. There is so much good in goodbye. And one of the first goods is peace. Peace. I can imagine that the disciples were at peace because they found out that Jesus was who he said he was. He was the son of man. He was the son of God. He showed it. He told Thomas, come feel my hands, the nail scars. I kept them there just for you because he easily could have healed him. He could have healed him, but he knew the importance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody got to see this. Somebody got to touch this. So, yeah, come feel the, you want to, you want to believe? come feel my side, right where they stabbed me, just for you. There is peace that rushed over him. There's peace that rushed over them to know that, one, they served the right God, and two, he was sending help for them. You are serving the right God. You are serving the one true God. The other thing is, he's going to send you help. You just got to goodbye. Let it go. How many of us is holding on to something? We're going to keep it real, real, real. (laughs) How many of us is holding on to something that we easily could let go? Okay. Okay. Keep your hands up high. Hands up high. We holding on to something. Okay. Hands down. Is the thing we're holding on to still going on? Has it been done for a year? Raise your hand. Has it been done for three years? Four years? It's just been gone and you just still holding on to it. It ain't even relevant right now. Okay, so some of y'all stuff is relevant. Raise your hand if you're, the thing you hold holding on to right now is relevant, like going on right now. Okay, that's what I want to talk to. Just because it's happening right now doesn't mean it's going to stay here. Just because it's happening to you right now, just because you're experiencing it, experiencing it right now does not mean this is your new lifestyle. This is just the season that you're in right now. This is just the moment in time where God is developing you so that when you get out of this season, stuff like this, when it comes up again, you know how to swerve it and move, it. Keep, keep moving. This is just a moment in time right now. Forgive yourself for whatever it is, if it's your fault or whatever it is, and then forgive the people that were involved. Forgive them all. Because the more you hold on to it, you will never be able to lift your hand to say goodbye. You'll be carrying more bags, trying to get to your next season, and you way past bag checkout. Just skipping to, oh, I'm going to my next season with all this baggage. Now, who said theirs is they're not dealing with something that's right now. They're dealing with something that's old. Raise your hand again. Yeah. If it's old, why is it relevant right now? If it already happened, why are we holding on to this thing still? Is it because that it comforted us? It drove us at one point in time? It, it, it gave us motivation? Yeah, I'ma prove them wrong. I'ma prove them wrong. They all talked about me, but I'm going to prove them wrong. If it is that, you are not making anybody else jealous except for yourself. (laughs) You don't have to prove anything to anybody else. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Don't worry about them. They're not here. And if they is, oh, well. Move on. Say goodbye to that thing. Because you will not progress as a mother, as a father, as a son, as a boyfriend, as a husband. You will not progress... If you don't let go of this stuff, I was like, God, why am I preaching this? Because at first, I was trying to do like a nice little peppy sermon, like good and goodbye. Hey, say goodbye to your old man. Say goodbye to your old girl. And the Lord was like, That ain't what I'm talking about, dummy. I was like, What you talking about? <laughs> and He was like, Read. And I was like, Ah, oh, come on, God. I was ready to get my. I was ready to have the handheld today. Y'all know it's going down. With the handheld is in my hand. He said, no, use your hands. I said, all right. (laughs) Because obedience, obedience is important. God has asked you to let this thing go, but we are being disobedient by holding it. I don't want to be the disobedient kid. I really don't. And I try hard not to be. So the more that I found out the more that I find out the good in goodbye, the more I will be able to understand the nature of Jesus. His whole ministry was goodbye. I'll see y'all later. You got it. I'm going, but I'm sending someone to help you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to help you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to cover you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to speak to you. That's what I'm sending. I'm not just leaving you without anything. I'm sending someone on me and the Father's behalf. He will speak for us, the Holy Spirit. So tonight the challenge was, goodbye. Goodbye hate, goodbye fear, goodbye anxiety. And hear me when I say this, you might have to do this more than one time. You might have to do this 30 times. You might have to do this for a whole year. (laughs) But until you, the more you wave to it, you won't even realize, man, I'm getting farther and farther away from this thing. I used to be real close to it. I'm getting further and further away from it because I kept waking up in the morning saying, I'm letting this go. I'm letting this go. Every morning, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. And the more you let it go, the farther you'll be away from it, it'll be a distant person. That fear will try to holler at you and you'll be like, I can't even hear you. That hatred that you're holding against people, you won't even be able to hear it because you've been separating yourself from it for so long. Yeah, I just don't don't want that on me no more. I, I I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Somebody say, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And once you see that you don't need it, and find out what you do need, your goodbyes will be easier. (laughs) Stand on your feet with me. I carry all of them at the same time a lot of us are trying to juggle all these bags we're trying to juggle being a mom juggle being a dad juggle uh, having malice in our heart juggle uh having unforgiveness in our heart and we're getting to a point we're getting to a point where we look silly and we're wearing ourselves down because we're trying to hold so many bags when God is trying to tell us say goodbye to some of this stuff say goodbye to this hate say goodbye say goodbye I'm trying to get you to know me as the father I'm trying to get you to know me as Jehovah Jireh but you are still stuck on what some church person said to you come find out about me for yourself find out about me yourself. Don't worry about the Christians you have met. Don't worry about the way that your mom, your dad don't worry about whoever has talked about me, God whoever has talked about God in the wrong way and made you think a certain type of way about God. Forget about them and find out about God for yourself. There's good in goodbye. There's good in goodbye. It wouldn't be in there if it wasn't. Goodbye. Good. Jesus, yeah, Mm. the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to us in this moment saying, let it go. (laughs) Let it go. It ain't worth it. You've held on to it for long enough. Let it go. You need help letting it go? You need help letting it go? Drop it. Just open up your hands. Just drop it. Just drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Your daughter don't need it. Your son don't need it. Your aunt don't need it. Your uncle don't need it. Your mom and dad don't need it. You've been carrying this. Just drop it. It ain't worth it. Don't let the next generation carry your bags. Drop these bags. Drop them, drop them, drop them, drop them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop them, drop them, drop them, drop Drop it. Drop it, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's not yours. Let it go. Let it go. It may have been your mom's, but let it go. It may have been your dad's, but let it go. You don't have to carry their bags. Let their bags go. Let the bags go. Goodbye. 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 See you later. Goodbye. I'm not going to be hurt no more. I'm not going to be isolated no more. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. that you thought God was and find out about Him in this moment. Say, God, show yourself to me. Touch me, God. Touch my heart because my heart is hardened and I've tried everything in my natural power to make my heart not hard, to try to soften up, to to try to get to know you. But no one can do what only you can do so I need you to do it Jesus touch my heart let me know the truth about your power let me know the truth about your love yeah 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 let me know about your love because the love that I've experienced has been tainted the love that I've heard about about you was all rules and regulations but I want to know about the Jesus that died for me so that I could live so that I could live. Tell me about you. I want to know about you for myself. I don't want to know about you by anybody else. Speak to me, precious Father. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. I need you now. I need you now. I need you now. I need you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bags bags are starting to drop off one shoulder and yeah just keep if you want to hold it on one shoulder that's cool but if you bold enough start just dropping these bags take it off one shoulder and fling it off of you just start taking off piece by piece just take off the bag let the handle go it ain't gonna miss you let it go let the words that they spoke over you go let the negative words they spoke over you go Let their unrealistic expectations. Let them go. Let them go. Let your unrealistic expectations go. Let it 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 go. can do it but don't let this moment pass by start dropping the bags I just want to open an invitation I just want to give an invitation God is here right now can you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this house right now yeah 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 he's coming to shift he's coming to change he's coming to uproot something that you thought was buried too deep for anybody to pull out Jesus is coming to uproot it Open up your heart and receive it. This is not judgment. This is development. This is love. something again. Say you're holding on to something. You're holding on to something. You're holding on to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. If you hold on to something, I just want you to lift it up. Lift your hand up in the air. Just ball your fist up like you holding it. Whew. This the moment. Oh, 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 oh. This the moment. I want you, on the count of three, I want you to throw this thing so hard that it throw your shoulder out because this is the moment where you say I've held on to you and matter of fact you've held on to me but we are done right here and right now right here it's breakup season right here we breaking up with this stuff we breaking up with it right now I'm tired of it speaking to me I'm tired of it speaking over me I'm tired of it whispering to me while I was in isolation I'm going into seclusion and I'm getting in the face of God I'm going into the place where I can meet him this is the breakup goodbye you got to go you've been staying around too long I found a new love I found a new Savior and his name is Jesus I don't have any room for you anymore so I gotta I gotta let you go I'm winding up to let this thing go I I, I want to get a good projection on it on the count of three I want you to, yeah, pray. raise it back up, raise it back up, raise it back up. On the count of three, I want you to throw this thing, and when you throw it, I want you to holler at the top of your lungs. One, get ready for the moment. Get ready for the freedom you are about to receive. Two, you've been waiting on this moment. It is here. Three, ah! you, God. Thank you that I can throw away things like you throw them away. You threw away my past. You threw away my hurts. And you sent the power of the Holy Spirit so that I can throw it too. 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 too. That's the power that resides in me sent it you shall be endued with power not power to holler and scream but power to put emphasis between your problem and you to say I'm done with this